Welcome everyone to The Roman Show for the week of April 18th. That's it. We're back. Uh, a little occupied, but we're back and at it again. And we welcome welcome No Hope for the Lost on this episode. This band all the way from Canada putting out some new tunes. Uh, it's available right now. We'll talk to the boys. That and a whole lot more coming up next right here on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Lido. Go fly. Guidance. Surgeon. Go fly. Econ. We're going fly. GNC. We're going. Tell me you go. Control. Go. 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 We are going. Network. Go. Recovery. Go. Capcom. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hey everyone, I am your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks again for uh, tuning in. We've been out for a while, but we're back at it again. Friendly reminder that uh, you can find us on our website, theromanshow.com, on our socials, Roman Show Media, at The Roman Show on Twitter, Roman Show Media also on Facebook. And on this week's episode, we welcome the heavy metal band No Hope for the Lost. They were formed as, uh, originally, uh, they were known as the Deadlights back in 2018. But after releasing one EP and having COVID-19 cancel all plans for festival appearances and touring, uh, Nathaniel and uh, producer Ray decided it was time to go back to the drawing board. Thus, they created No Hope for the Lost. And their new album dropped, The Pilgrimage, available right now on your free, on your favorite streaming service. Sorry, the EP is available right now on your favorite streaming service. Check it out. It's based on, uh, on, a, mo- on a video game. On a video game there and uh the, the music is based off of that quite unique quite interesting and that game is final fantasy and quite interesting stuff coming out of this band all the way from canada so we'll welcome the boys in just a few now as we proceed we like to say that the uh, support for the roman show is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Me, one of them. We have an exclusive offer for my listeners here today, and that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code the roman show at manscaped.com so head on over to manscaped.com use the promo code the roman show to get 20% off plus free shipping with the code the roman show and i got to tell you manscaped hooked me up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their perfect package 3.0 kit and i have to tell you it is quite amazing. In fact, I've been, been using it for some time now, but they hooked it up with some new new stuff. So when I give a shout out to Manscaped and listen, you could be just like me. Head on over to manscaped.com and use the promo code the Roman Show. Also, if you feel some ailments, some uh 
maybe even some anxiety or some fatigue, then you got to get yourself a bottle of Fusion CBD. Head on over to FusionCBDProducts.com and purchase your favorite today. That's FusionCBDProducts.com. You hear me talk about it often here as well. I have back problems and suffering from some ailments and the most simplest tool has taken away the pain that is the soul right. Head on over to PSO-RITE, soulright.com and purchase yours today. Well, thanks again uh, for joining us on the program. We've been quite occupied here, but we are, we are giving you some new content, fresh stuff, which actually you can check on our website, theromanshow.com. Now let's kick here into gear and we got to go straight, 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 straight to the top. Uh, what everyone is talking about. And it's the ridiculous fight between Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Now, so Thriller, uh, which has now been handling and, and doing these um, quite unusual boxing competitions. They held the Mike Tyson exhibition match uh, with Roy Jones Jr. And... It, it, it almost seems as they're taking some of celebrity boxing and mixing it up with professional box. It, it, it's a whirlwind. And from what I understand, because I did not see the entire pay-per-view other than the Van Aspirin and some of the concerts that they were there. They also had a slap uh, fighting contest or slap fest. Uh, it's different. I'm not going to tell you that it's, that, it's, that, that it's absurd or... Because you get, you have to be a little bit open-minded. And there is a niche for that. In fact, I, I announced a, 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 ba, a bare-knuckle fighting recently. And right before that, they had a slap uh, fest or slap fighting contest. And I, it sounds like the most silliest thing that you can think of. People just slapping each other. But some of these guys get seriously injured. One guy, for instance, literally just got knocked out. They thought he was having like a seizure. They had to call the doctor because they thought the guy was completely gone. Just like if you were to be knocked out by a punch. But let's stick to the point here. I'm sorry, but I know Ben Askren looks looks like a... He looks like a bum. Physically. Okay. Yes, he got knocked out very quickly by Jorge Masvidal. But you have to remember that at one time, this guy was undefeated in mixed martial arts. He was a champion as well. And he took on some pretty competitive guys inside the cage. He competed in one championship. He competed in the UFC. He competed in Bellator. So this guy is no slouch. Now you're going to come and tell me, okay, Jake Paul, who's only two professional boxing fights, who's been training boxing for, I don't even think it's been three years. You're going to come and tell me the Ben Askren chin is that weak after he's been smashed by mixed martial artists who, mind you, have a, what, eight, inside, eight, eight ounce glove compared to what Jake Paul had last night? You're going to come and tell me that Ben Askren's getting knocked out just like that? And the referee had to stop the fight? There's some, and there's a lot of conspiracy theories about this saying that he, he took the fight, he took the hit, just so he can fall on his back and, and put over Paul. And there might be there might be some truth to that. Because I'm sorry, Ben. Ben, I know that you can take a punch. 
you've taken a whole lot more uh, in your career in mixed martial arts. And this guy is, is going to knock you out with a one-two, one-two combo. I, I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. And there's images of Ben Askren laughing afterwards, smiling after getting knocked out. I mean, I would smile too. He just got a, he just made a million bucks to take a punch for a minute and a half or less than two minutes. Why not? But very questionable. Now, Frank Mir on the other end, he came out a little bit short. He uh, lost in his boxing debut uh, against another uh, heavyweight. But he tried. He, 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 he went the distance. But here's the thing. And I don't think that not everyone can make that transition so quickly or, or whatnot. Unless you started off with boxing. But we've seen it before. McGregor had the same situation. Mir had it now. I guess you want to call Ben Askren. But the pacing, the, the the footing is so different and it matters so much in boxing unlike mixed martial arts. The stance is completely different. The punches are completely different. There's a whole a lot of hugging in boxing that you do not see in, in, in mixed martial arts because you'll be in the clinch. Um, in the corner, but at the same time, you could be working a knee. You 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 could you can maybe knee someone in the inner thigh, or you could use the foot stomps, or you can throw an elbow in the clinch. Unlike boxing, where you can't do that, yeah, they separate you, and it's exhausting. So yes, you could have been a badass in boxing. I mean, in mixed martial arts, it doesn't mean that you're gonna transition in boxing and be a badass as well. We've seen it all before. So I think that these MMA guys doing this transition, uh, before they do that, they they should really focus on their boxing because the, the striking in mixed martial arts is just so different compared to a boxer. You have to be moving, bobbing, and weaving. The, 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 the angles are so important. Not to say that, that an MMA is not, but you have so many other tools. You can shoot for a leg takedown. You can kick, you can throw elbows, you can do spinning fist. So many options, unlike boxing, where you're just pretty much planted and follow your other opponent and follow your opponent wherever he goes and just just land and land and land, work the body. If you see the smart boxer will attack more of the body until he wakes his makes his way up to the top to the head. Unlike MMA where you can just simply just kick someone and knock them out in a matter of seconds. And I, and again, it's cool, it's great that we're having this transition, but if Ben Askren tried to be that representation of a mixed martial artist heading into boxing and put a name for himself or put MMA on the on the map, dude, you, you, you kind of ruined it. Now we have BJ Penn calling out Logan saying that he wants to crack at him. BJ Penn has a pretty weak chin. I just got to tell you that. If you are going to put him up, put him up against someone good. Someone that's good with his boxing. Let's let's give this guy a good top quality mixed martial artist. Not a guy who's just there to get a payday. And I'm sure that we'll be seeing more of this. Uh, because Paws is gaining a following. And he's, get, he's linked up with Snoop Dogg. And they're doing this combination of music in between. 
it's big it's big it's begun its own promotion or whatnot and now we're gonna get oscar de la Hoya to come back when he was a train wreck in the commentating they were saying that he was probably intoxicated with something but the guy is scheduled to compete very soon against we don't know whom and there are talks that one potential opponent will be former ufc champion eddie alvarez Remember, De La Hoya is in his 50s. Alvarez is late 30s. Quite the difference there. Uh, but but I'm, I'm sure that we won't we won't see the result that you, you expect. Because De La Hoya seems to be all over the place, in my opinion. So Eddie might have a chance. And plus, I like Eddie striking. I think he could adapt to a boxing style of fighting. Instead of your typical mixed martial arts stance. That's just my take. Who do you think will win? Uh, De La Hoya or Eddie Alvarez? Shoot me an email, info at theromanshow.com. That's info at theromanshow.com or send us a tweet. Now, in mixed martial arts, Robert Whitaker defeated Kelvin Gastelum to earn potentially a shot at Israel Adesanya's championship. Great, great performance by Robert Whitaker. We all know that he's a great fighter. He, he's very entertaining. He had a setback, of course, when he took on Adesanya. Adesanya basically just ate him alive. Um, so if we do get to see this rematch, this middleweight championship rematch, I won't be surprised if we get the same result, to be honest. Uh, Adesanya is just too too unorthodox. He's hard to figure out. And I think, frankly, that he, he will be in this division for quite some time because we know what happened when he moved up in weight class. It did not benefit him in the end. But either way, put these two together and let's get ourselves a fight. Now, there is word here that uh, Jake Paul uh, took a jab at Dana White. Say that Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz fans calling Ben Askren fight rigged. This is just posted as the, the recording of the show. And Jake Paul said, what should I buy with Dana White to a million? I'm thinking of Porsche because you know, they understand that there was a, uh, a, a bet. And then according to him, he would knock out Nate Diaz in the third round. I have to tell you. Uh, and by the way, he just said that everyone saying the fight was rigged is tweeting off their mom's Wi-Fi. Now, Diaz does have that boxing stance and would would be a uh, fun entertaining competition if it were to happen and why not he hasn't competed in MMA recently now he's coming back but why not put those two guys I think that they'll put this guy to shame and this whole YouTube star turned boxer would kind of hopefully be put to rest because honestly it's just it's just too over the top the guy came on with a freaking robot and fireworks. It was more like a WWE event, in my opinion. But hey, do you prefer BJ Penn or Diaz going up against Paul? Shoot us an info. We like to hear your opinion. Info at the Roman Show.com. Well, there's no music that was released, and while she sleep. Released their latest album, Sleep Society. I've been waiting for this stuff. It dropped April 16th. 
And boy, oh boy, is it freaking badass. Make sure you get an opportunity to listen to this. It's available on your favorite streaming uh, site or service. And while she sleeps, they're so freaking good. The grinding and the, the, and the screaming. And so it's to perfection. Uh, one of my top. So coming up next, the boys. All the way from Canada. Talking about their new EP. The Pilgrimage. Pilgrimage. No hope for the loss. Coming up next, we're here on The Roman Show. Welcome everyone to the uh, the Roman Show once again. Uh, always a pleasure to have uh, these young talented bands joining us uh, here on the program. And this one, I'd like to introduce you to No Hope for the Lost, uh, all the way from Canada. And I have uh, Nate and uh, Rick of the band. Uh, gentlemen, thanks so very much for joining me uh, here on the program. Now, you guys have a pretty interesting story, and you got you guys have to just elaborate a little bit. So, you guys were part of a band uh, known as Deadlights, and you since have created this new band, No Hope for the Lost, which, by the way, the EP, The Pilgrimage, will drop on a- April 9th. But this all happened during the pandemic, is that right? And welcome. Yeah, yeah, it's partially, um, it's two things playing into um, each other, actually. When uh, Dead Lights first started, um, it was around 2016, and we were taking things rather slowly, like just building up the songs that are on our very, very first EP. I was not a member at the time. Yeah, and Ray um, hadn't come in to join until just um, before things kind of went south last year, actually, because we, uh, we had a few tour dates lined up, we had a few test, uh, festival dates lined up, we were ready to go. But at the same time, when we were kind of being flooded, everything, there's actually this band from Australia called Dead Lights. And they weren't doing anything at all when we started. Sort of like, okay, it's a race. Let's see who does more. And then, you know, by the time we released our first EP, they were doing tours of Zyarda's Murder. Zyarda's Murders. So we were like, maybe maybe it's time we uh, just utilize what we have, just with the pandemic being what it is, and some members um, leaving, and us just trying to think of what our sound should be. Being like, you know, let's just, let's just flip the script. Let's change our name. Let's really establish what it is we want to do with, who's all here and just see what happens from there. So now you drop, you, you create the, the, this EP, the pilgrimage. When did you guys start working on this? Uh, ex- actually exactly this time last year, I was just talking with that, uh, last night with Nate. Um, the, around the time I had, uh, joined the band and like, uh, the lockdown started shortly after, and then we decided that instead of like rehearsing for the shows after they all got canceled, that we were just going to go into demoing and writing mode. And um, yeah, I was, I was just telling Nate last night, like the demoing for the pilgrimage, I, like technically started this exact time last year. Man, isn't that crazy? So your latest single uh, of the EP, You Yvonne, I, I, I totally love it. Just from the get-go, it just gets straight to the point. There's no build-up, no nothing. It just comes right at you, nasty, groovy. Thank you. The whole nine, I love it. So tell me a little bit about the lyrics behind this, this single. And is this pretty much going to set the pace or what we anticipate for the EP and, and, and future music from you guys? This is definitely a native question. Yeah. 
So um, the EP itself is titled The Pilgrimage, and if you'll notice, it's four songs that actually add and flow with each other. There's Braska into you, Yevon into you, Molesta into Jack. And anyone who's played Final Fantasy X should recognize those names and the title of the EP just off the hop of that, because The Pilgrimage is essentially the main quest that the summoner has to go through to bring forth an era of calm. And Yu Yevon is um, essentially the individual who has started this whole cycle. He, um, thousand years prior to this game that we are playing, was at war with the country that we're in and basically sacrifices his entire country just to be like, okay, we lost, but instead of admitting defeat, I'm going to create this dream state where I'm going to manifest this entity known as Sin, and it's going to protect us while also destroying elements of the other country uh, and leading basically these individuals to think, because this land got extremely advanced, the gods got angry and sent Sin to destroy it, and therefore whenever anyone else gets to a level of advancement, Sin shows up and destroys it. That's their kind of thought process behind it, versus in reality, you have just sitting there being like, yes, Feed me. Let my thing continue to exist while I destroy you and watch you all praise me for doing it. Oh, that that's really cool stuff. It, you know, it kind of reminds me of uh, if you guys know the band Starset, who have kind of developed uh, their music is it, it leads to a comic book that they've they've created and it tells a story and there's a correlation oh, between the comic book and their music. It, it's 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 like whoa. <laughs> Where did you guys come up with that? So. Essentially, yeah, our, uh, uh-huh. our friends in the Hall of Catharsis did a similar thing with one of their EPs as well. That's right. That's really they cool. They had a comic book like a, alongside their like album. Right. I think that stuff is so cool. So you guys could be the maybe perhaps the pioneers and base a video game and music and mix it all put together. Yeah, maybe maybe one day down the road we could do that. Like I know the other day I was like just sitting there thinking about like when we do our next release, I kind of want to like reach out to other animators and like be like what like how like Nate and I can be like done up or whatever maybe a music video where it's just like a series of different animators like having us do like super like cool or dumb things you know yeah because I really do like um just like the lyric video aspects or like the live performance music video um kind of something like that dropping for the next song Jack on the ninth but uh I actually haven't even mentioned this three yet, but I've had this mindset kind of uh, mentally imagining how the most recent song we've been working on recently would translate to an animation, just looking at the themes and the tones and everything, how it moves. And that definitely interests me more than the typical band in warehouse or band in field plays music. I would definitely want to see more of like, what does someone who has the creative ability to do something really get from the music and what can they visually manifest from that and if we can like incorporate more video game as themes to that as we do with our music I'm, I'm really down with that yeah and of course like we're a producer and audio engineer not uh animators so like uh we're definitely hoping some people hear this stuff so that maybe we can like get to know some more people and like get uh and maybe well next time we release some stuff we can have a project kind of like that with like a lot more like collaborative visually yeah, it, it's 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 quite amazing how how you know video games have become where they are now. They have esports where it, it's televised live on ESPN, and, and it's like a Super Bowl of video games. And now they're giving scholarships uh, to oh, yeah. to students. So this this is a big deal. So why not 
and, and we've seen that that correlation between video games and music, right? Where you know, and then it felt like a John Madden football game or something will have a team up with like a, a, a Little Wayne or you know one of these these popular guys. So, yeah, as your daughter, that's awesome. So, so it's so so essentially now the entire EP. Would you say that that is based uh, pretty much the entire music based on 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 the whole Final Fantasy aspect? Or does it tell one story that you have to follow every single song to get to the point of the story, or does each yeah. sing- singles just have a story itself? I would say you could listen to the main singles on their own, or even the uh, interlude track on their own and get something from it because I, I honestly do believe that no matter what we try to project in the story-wise, someone can take anything out of it. It just depends on their perception of it. But I think to really get the point of the feel and the journey that we intended for everyone on this four-track EP, it's definitely worth uh, listening front to back. Quite, quite amazing stuff. So, Obviously now we don't we we it seems like we're getting a little better uh 2021 with uh this whole coronavirus the pandemic. I know Canada is a lot better than the states. So do you guys have any plans on uh, uh or any anything scheduled yet put on paper when you guys are going to tour this EP? Um well, we definitely don't like we don't have anything uh show-wise planned like right now cuz and, like, in our province, at least, it's probably, like, aside from Ontario, one of the, like, worse-off uh, places pandemic-wise. So, like, we don't have any, like, foreseeable plans to perform, really. So, we'd just rather keep it safe and work on, like, the studio end of things. And then, like, once things blow over a bit more, we'll worry about playing live. But for now, we're very much worried about, like, uh, putting out content on the internet, making sure people hear new music, uh, making sure people hear, like, a presence from us and stuff. And uh, by that time, when the live scene starts up again, um, we're hoping to have like a, a bit of a following uh, started by the internet, uh, more or less. Mm-hmm. And we have entertained the idea of maybe like conjuring some kind of like live stream set together. It's just uh, we want to make sure that if we do that, that any issues we might run into are taken care of. And also that we practice. Like the last thing we want to do is just throw cameras and mics up, go live, and then shift the bed horribly because we're not used to the situation. So um, we feel like we focused a lot on like creating and getting everything together, and um, we still very much are focused on that since that's kind of where things are still. But we do are all we are also now working on ways to get ready for when we can start planning for all this. Because not only do Ray and I have to have our uh, stuff together, we need to reach out and find some people to kind of fill some slots for life to happen when that time comes. So we figure and sell. Um, Right, so you guys, so you guys working on the EP, but you are also working on a, a full blast album for later this year next. Well, uh, I think right now we're like um, anything can happen. Really, I think we're gonna keep on releasing like EPs, especially while we're in lockdown, so that people can keep on hearing like. Um, installments of songs like Spooner and then that way we can like uh, also not be like chained to one thing by just continuing to like release different EPs pretty much Um, it justifies experimenting with sounds I think a lot more like uh, that and just like nowadays 
in the era of, like, playlists and everything, and um, especially with, like, stuff with the, with the Acacia Strain did last year with Slow Decay, like, releasing a series of EPs and then releasing one full length at the end of it all, I think ideas like that are, like, really good and kind of... Oh, I love you too. Sorry, that's my daughter. <laughs> it's I think, fine. Um, I, I think ideas like that. Oh, say hi. <laughs> What's her name? Anyways, I, ideas like releasing a e- <laughs> ideas like releasing EPs in sequence or whatever, and then eventually like making that into a full length. I think it's a lot more like uh, tailored for the internet age. Yeah, and for myself personally, like I've done a few full lengths with like fail projects and other bands and i i find i'm a lot i have a lot more fun and i'm a lot more creative when it's either single based or ep based and we're not just stuck to uh, i don't know the concept of spending a year to a year and a half to refine nine to 12 tracks and make something out of it i i don't like having to put um dedicate that much overarching mental power to it because not only um are we creating it? But like Ray said, we're also the producers and the engineers behind all this. So uh, for every hour we spend in the studio writing something, I'm going to be spending five hours listening to it on repeat, editing and mixing it. And for us to stay, I guess, as into our music as we can and feel as creatively refreshed going into each song and each project, it's a lot easier to look at them as small goals rather than large goals. Gotcha. Well, boys, I want to thank you so much for your time again. The, uh, the EP... The pilgrimage drops in April, April 9th. You can check it out on uh, on Spotify, but you can get a little sample of it by listening to the new single, You, Yvonne, available right now on Spotify or your favorite streaming service. No hope for the loss. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. And uh, when the time is right, make sure you guys come down here to Florida. We'd love to have you. And uh, maybe, potentially, we don't know what the future holds, but get in the mosh pit and just rock on. We're hoping for that as soon as possible. We're hoping for that as well. And for all of you that are in Florida, enjoy WrestleMania uh, in April. Oh, man. Why didn't you mention you guys were, were wrestling fans? That's a whole different subject, man. <laughs> oh, man. Go listen to our first EP. You'll notice the track called Monster Among Men. wonder if you know who that's about. I know exactly who that is. <laughs> and, uh, and right now they got him in a horrible storyline, but let's see what happens. But, uh, yeah, yes. Let's hope for the best. <laughs> Yeah, let's hope for the best. That that is right. Well, you know, now that we got you here, real quickly, what do you guys think about the the current state of wrestling? Do you Sorry. think it's headed the right way or or the the bad way, or, or you guys are enjoying it with AEW and all that stuff? Oh, uh, I am loving AEW. There are parts of WWE I'm liking. I'm definitely preferring SmackDown over Raw right now. Um, I love that Lashley's champion, but they did my boy Miss Dirty. I'm sorry, you squashed him. He deserved better than that, in my opinion. But that's uh, that's just that's just the situation that they put themselves in. I'm hoping that um, whatever Vince conjured over the week to be his final WrestleMania card, I hope it's entertaining. And honestly, I'm hoping Rhea Ripley comes out of nowhere and just gives Charlotte a pinfall that she deserves. There we go. Well, we'll get to see. We're just uh, weeks away here from WrestleMania. So, gentlemen, thanks so much. And hell, one day maybe you guys also could uh, perform a theme song for one of these these uh, the wrestlers, right? I know there's. Tommy Vex uh, sang a song for them. Uh, who else? Code Orange. Code Orange. That's right. Code Orange. They did it for uh, Bray Wyatt. Um, hell, Motorhead, Triple they H. They opened that takeover, too. What's that? They opened that takeover. I think it was the first takeover in the pandemic that had that live performance. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, they and did. That, that yes, was, yes, 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 yes. They they did, and uh, so many. I mean, that that in itself is a, is a subject its own. You know, which wrestler had the best theme song made from a band? I, I mean, I'm, I, there's there's so many oh, good man. ones. I, that's you can go on and on for that. Oh, if you ever want to go deep diving into wrestling in any way, shape, or form, get a hold of me, and that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole different level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we could talk forever for that. <laughs> but thanks so much, guys. Again, everyone, make sure to follow on your socials, No Hope for the Lost, and check out their latest music. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy WrestleMania. And again, well, we hope to see you very soon down here in Florida when the time is right. Most definitely. Thank you for having us. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for... Uh... No hope for the last year for joining us in the program. Uh, we did not get to talk about Royal Rumble and what occurred. However, uh, if you want my two cents into it, I thought it was a pretty entertaining one. Uh, Saturday being my best date, Sunday being the more lackluster, lackluster of the two. My favorite match, uh, I'm going to have to go with Cesaro and Seth Rollins. I thought it was quite entertaining. Uh... And the Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, too, was a, was quite a, a fun one as well. And Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny's performance was quite interesting. He stepped up to the plate, took some moves, took some bumps. I think he did a fair share. In fact, there's an outcall uh, or our cry of people supporting Bad Bunny being signed by the WWE. Why not? He's money. And, and he's, listen, you could tell that he does care. He does respect uh, the professional wrestling. So it's not like we're going to get this douchebag walk in there and take a couple of bumps to pretend that he now he's a wrestler. No, this guy took some time to dedicate and practice and, and he did a fairly good job. Now, as, as to what we're going to see here in the, in, in the future, ah, the sky's in the limit. We don't know exactly, but I will tell you this. Samoa Joe was recently released by the WWE. And, you know, it's such, it's such sad because he's a very talented guy both inside the ring and outside the ring. We saw what he can do when he is on the microphone. And he really reminded me of a Taz when he, was, when he teamed up with Jim Ross on the commentating booth. So freaking good. Really a bad call on the WWE side. Maybe it was because he was too expensive and they had no role for him. Whatever it may be. But you could have done so much with Samoa Joe. And to me, a lot of these guys in AW and AEW that were released by the WWE and made their way in there, unfortunately, they haven't gotten anywhere. Hence, Rusev. I, I don't know where Rusev is. He's got some weird storyline there. Uh, Mr. Woo Woo. You know, Mag Zack Ryder showed up once. That's about it. So, not much happening. But please, AEW, if you do get to have Jamoa Joe, please, for the love of God, do something with him. Do something with him. This guy deserves it. He's a great talent. He's fun, entertaining. He looks the part. He looks like he could kick someone's ass. Don't have him paint his color and pretend that he's the best man or some friend. Please don't ruin the guy. 
He is like a modern Taz, and Taz used to just come out and just beat and suplex people up. Please do not ruin some more Joe AEW. With that being said, we thank you very much for tuning in to The Roman Show. We'll catch you next week. Listen, if you haven't been on, you haven't heard, have a wonderful week. Cheers, everyone.